0: Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode.
1: Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. We have a great interview today with Kate A. Also, for any announcements, just go to BuddyC.org. We've got all kinds of things there for you, um, and check that out. Uh, we also have—I'm sure in the topic today—the book of Powerless but Not Helpless will come up in the conversation. You can look at uh, sample verses there. Also, you can email me from the website, and I will send you a free PDF of the most current version. Also, I would like to get this book into rehabs and into places where uh, it could be helpful because uh, the the, the purpose of writing this book based on the Tao Te Ching is to help uh, those in recovery that are having a difficult time grasping uh, a power greater than themselves and giving them some alternative ways to look at that through the Taoist principles, which doesn't mean that you become a Taoist, it just means that uh, it's these principles that really apply to any God of love. If that's where we go with God uh, or higher consciousness, then this could be helpful. So I'm looking for places. I'm starting to get into some uh, some of the corrections facilities uh, through providing the PDL. Um, I think South Dakota just. The other day, or it's been a while back now, there were one that contacted me about it because they had an inmate that wanted it. And so I sent it to them and I'm trying to get in other uh, other corrections around the country. So if anyone listening could help me with that in any way, uh, please contact me. You can get me, a good email would be help at org. Uh, I would appreciate it. I'd like to get this book in as many hands as possible. Let's get. Let's welcome Kate today. Kate, I'm so glad you're here with with me, dear. Thank you so much for making the time.
0: I'm so glad to be here with you. Hey,
1: also, oh, guys, if you have the book and if you open the book up to the title page, you'll see it's edited by Kate A. This is Kate A. That's my editor too. You know, the people just fall in place that we need. It's amazing. And this is what the Dow's about, is learning how to notice, to stand on what is already moving. Uh, not to have to create, but just play our part, play our role. And that that's some of the results of following this way of life. So, Kate, what I would like for you to do for me, dear, is... I'll tell a little bit of your story, what uh, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now, you know, all those things, enough to qualify. And then I want us to maybe talk some about what studying the Tao has meant to you. So I'm just going to give you the floor.
0: All right. So I think my problem with addiction has always kind of been a lack of Harmony between how I feel about myself and how I feel about the world around me. Like, I've always felt like I don't quite fit in with the world, but I've always been working extra hard to make it look like I fit in with the world. And this kind of led to drug use for confidence and for socializing and also for like calming down and feeling okay when I'm alone. So I kind of started with my drug use in middle school and high school, it kind of accelerated and then into college and it became like a coping mechanism for having fun and for, um, if I was upset or sad or anything, you know, so during high school and college, and by the beginning of my work life, I kind of had a double life where I was being very successful at work and school. But then when I went home, you know, I was using or drinking heavily, you know, to cope with things. Um, and then I had an injury to my spine that uh, took me out of work. And then I kind of dove deep into just using drugs for a while. And that was a very dark time where all I focused on was using drugs. And I kind of lost my hope for um, giving. I kind of gave up on everything and thought, well, I'm just a drug addict. Like, There's no hope for me at all because I think I'd kind of put my entire soul into like how i looked towards people like i looked good so i had worth and then when i didn't look good with my job and my career anymore i was like i have no worth i might as well just dive into this drug addiction and just do that so in 2015 i got placed in treatment and it changed my life i got um put into 12-step programs. And I did the 12-step programs kind of ignoring the higher power part. Growing up, I sort of, we sort of had a spiritual idea in my family of like, uh, like spirit of life, but we didn't really do the higher power thing. We were very scientific. And I went to college for biology and English. So, um, you know, I studied my, my, uh, my uh, specific topic with biology was neuroscience and genetics. So um, I was very scientifically focused and I didn't really believe in anything religious for sure spiritual I kind of believed maybe there was a spirit of life but not not really much beyond like that I liked the sunsets and the stars seemed bright and shiny you know oh, nothing nothing really beyond that nothing that I could use in my everyday life or in my like recovery you know I couldn't really use it in my recovery. And I was talking to a friend who did religious studies in his college career. And I said, you know, I just kind of believe in this, like, overall life spirit and that I'm part of it. And he said, well, maybe that sounds like maybe you could um, benefit from studying Taoism. And I said, I don't know what that is. And he said, well, maybe you should look into it. And that's when I learned about, um, in the SRC, the um, the, Taoist pod, the Taoist group. And I was like, well, maybe I should join that and learn a little bit about this. So I joined our podcast group.
1: Cool. And that was a, we had some very good meetings at that time when things were just starting up as, some of my favorite meetings, actually. Um, and we we've talked about what the SRC is. It's the share recovery community. Uh, you can go online and and Google that. I, I think Omar is kind of I think that's closing down and he's focusing more on coaching now. But uh, it was the share podcast as well. Um, so ch- check that out if that's something that uh, you would like to. Uh, yeah, Kate, we had such good, we really develop, developed an online community well before COVID. So this was, we were up and running way before COVID. So, yes, and it, there is some community that you feel there and some love and respect and some um, spiritual attraction, even online. And that amazed me that it worked so well. We'd go into those meetings and we'd have a topic. And when the meeting was over, it had nothing to do with what I thought it was going to be. And just incredible conversation. I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. That helped me tremendously as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so it was really, really good. And it opened up my, And um, we started studying the Tao Te And I started learning all of these different ideas and we had these different discussions about what it could mean, what it could mean and what it could mean in relation to recovery. And I was surprised to learn that I really, you know, meshed with these ideas of Tao principles and Tao thought. Um, and it was sort of an a beginning for me to realize that I could have a higher power that worked for me and I didn't have to have these other people's higher powers that didn't work for me because especially where I was living in the um in a very small community where everybody around me seemed like they were like super super christian and very um intent on that being my higher power. Now I don't know if that was just like my biased thinking at that time. It probably was like 80% my biased thinking and probably only 20% like that they were trying to push their ideas on me. You know, because I was early in my recovery and I was thinking, "Oh no, the god idea." yes everybody is trying to make me that way so i had in my head that like i was and i tried to believe in the christian god for a while because a lot of people around me were and it just and i i mean i'm not against the christian god i definitely believe in all the love and caring part of it um but one part of it that i i don't believe in is that some people are like the chosen ones and saved and some people aren't and that's one thing that I really like about the Taoist idea is that like it's it's pretty non-judgmental like the Taoist um thoughts are kind of like there's no judgment like either way like the the Taoist I don't know like doesn't like the Tao doesn't take sides. I think that's one of the that's in one of the verses. Exactly. So I like that because I feel like that makes more sense to me because I think if there would be a higher power, I don't want a higher power that chooses one group of people to be like the winners and one group of people that are gonna just suffer and burn. You know, I think there are so many um so many uh I think things are so complicated that things are not just black and white and so I've never been comfortable with an idea that one group of people will be condemned and one group of people will be lifted up so if they're if we're in a world with all different people and ideas like we would have to include everyone that's what makes more sense to me so I like the idea of a higher power that doesn't take sides. That kind of steps back and
1: yeah, I think the quote you're looking for, Kate. I think it's seventy nine or or 80, 81. Is at the end uh, that the Tao does not take sides, but it's always on the side of the one who forgives. Mm. So that's that's the approach with the Tao, you know, and it is the book. The Dao De Ching Dei, Te is virtue. So it's the path of virtue, basically. Hmm. So that's exact that's the same thing as God is love. You know, it's going right. back. Same uh the same thought there.
0: Yeah. I think another part that is important to me about the Tao is the idea of not um, not being ambitious and trying to prove your knowledge to everyone, right? Because a lot of my life, I was trying to prove myself. Like I am the best in my field. I am the smartest at my like what I'm doing, like because I was so insecure and because I felt like I didn't fit in. You know, I was spending my time uh, proving my worth, I felt like. And like I was doing it mostly through my intellect because that's what I had at that time that I felt like was the my strong point. And I wanted to look like I was better than others. I mean, not because I really thought I was better than them, but because I thought I had to look look like I was. Um but it was so stressful. And I constantly felt less than. And so the idea that you have to um that I don't have to do that, that it's actually better not to do that. Such a relief. It was like a revelation to me to to not have to... to, like, actually the idea of, like, emptiness and emptying my mind and um, trying to not know things. The idea of not knowing. And that it's better to... Not be trying to prove myself all the time, and actually stepping back and letting others take that take that role, and that it's okay. I can still be myself and be a good person, and not be proving myself to others all the time. Isn't that
1: uh, so freeing that I no longer have to prove anything to anyone? You Absolutely. know, I. Like you did, uh, I was the same way, Kate. Uh, I always defended myself whether I was being attacked or not. And I had to learn how in conversations not to bring the conversation back to me. Uh, because I wanted, I didn't realize I was doing it until I started, you know, until I was aware of it. And I, wow. I think every conversation and whatever they're talking about, I have an example that brings the conversation back to me, you know, right. and and I would have little things in there that made me sound good. And I, I've learned in recovery that, uh, well, another doubt quote with that would be don't blind others with your light. And that's blinding them, <laughs> you know. And so I learned just if I get promoted in some way, it's going going to be someone else doing that, not me.
0: Right. I'm not,
1: I'm not gonna toot my own horn. You know, I'm just not gonna do it. And I have people I'm in meetings with that have no idea of of anything, writing a book or anything that we've done, and I don't talk about it. I don't name drop, you know, I don't do all of that. Do my well, I really want to sometimes. <laughs> but i'm i'm learning that my piece is in letting that go like you were talking about yeah it's just so simple okay so you were in the src
0: yeah
1: that we were doing the we dow studies yeah what let's talk a little bit about a, about what we believe of the dow what the dow really is to you uh would could you frame that some way for us? Is that possible?
0: Um. So I think of the DAO as kind of, a, I think of it kind of as everything that we are all part of. Like we're all included in the DAO. And it is something that's continuous among us. And it is in the world around us too. Like um, it, it is everything. And I'm part of that. So if I if I'm feeling like disconnected or lonely, like I'm not actually disconnected or lonely because I'm part of the Tao all the time. You know, so if I just concentrate on that, like, I I don't feel disconnected or lonely because I'm part of the Tao and it's, like, flowing. I think of it as something that's flowing, kind of. Um, and I can close my eyes and focus and feel connected to everything and feel at peace. Um, and all I need is a few minutes of quiet meditation to put myself right. And I can feel, I mean, I feel it more easily, like, in nature, but I can feel it, like, just sitting on my couch, you know, because it's, I feel like it's part of everything. And I've been working on the idea that I can, that I want to feel connected, like, all the time, but I'm, I mean, I'm not there yet, but if the world is all part of it then it doesn't matter where I am. I can be connected wherever I am. You know, I just need a reminder right now just by thinking about it. But I'd like to be spiritually connected all the time if I could. That's a goal.
1: Yeah. You know, for me, I was thinking about how to, how to explain the non-dual thinking. You know, the thinking that it's all... It's everything in this moment. Yeah, I think what you're saying would be the Tao. and I think it would be, you know, the hand is not the entire body. You wouldn't look at the hand and say that's the body. Well, it's part of the body, but it's not the entire body. Right. We're in the same relation. The, the relationship, the hand to the body, would be us to the moment and everything that's in this moment was, was a way that I was thinking might be a good way to, for me to kind of frame it to where, yeah, that makes sense that, you know, the hands, the hand is part of the body, but it's not the whole body. You right. wouldn't go, if you had a hand, if my hands are you Oh, that's the body. Well, it's part of it, but it's not the right. whole thing, you know? Right. So that was, uh, that, that was one way I was, uh, starting to to look at that now, I found meditation to help me a lot. Moving in that direction, what what are you doing as far as spiritual practices to move you uh, toward that experiencing that consciousness in more moments of the day?
0: Um, I go to some meditation meetings. I go to a, one every Saturday morning. That is. Um, specifically a meditation meeting that is really helpful because then I know i met- I like meditating in groups of people, like I find that to be I like meditating alone, but I also like meditating in groups because I find that powerful um so I always go to that meeting on Saturday mornings and then I meditate by myself sometimes I should do it more. When I do it more, I feel better. But I don't always do it more.
1: Me too, um, Kate.
0: Yeah. Um, but I love I love meditating. It just gets like lost in the day-to-day shuffle sometimes.
1: Someone the other day was asking me how long should I meditate? I said, You should meditate until you want to meditate. In other words, you know, if I'm fighting it, I need to meditate till I stop fighting it. You know, is it time already? And if I'm to that point, then it's time for me to get up. Now, that took a while before I started experiencing that, but it's really true. Uh, you know, it's counterintuitive. I I need to sit as long as I don't want to sit. <laughs> that would be best. <laughs> So you're meditating. You've got an 11th step meeting that you go to. Um, that's good. What What do you do for daily devotionals of some type? Do you have a, a devotional practice every day of things that you read?
0: I read um, uh, some meditation books in the mornings when I get up. Right. Um, and that helps me because... I find when I don't read them that they, that I feel less focused.
1: Yeah. Kind of puts, puts you on the, on the right track for the day. Right. That's good. That's good. How about books? What are you reading any books that really speak to you concerning the Dow or anything to do with recovery?
0: Um, I haven't, I mean, I read the bike book, but. I read that regularly.
1: Oh, you you know, the section in the big book that, that is really the Tao. It's, it's, I've got my big book out actually. It's 84, bottom of 84 and 85 and on through a few more pages. But where it says, love and tolerance is our, of others is our code. And we have ceased fighting anything and anyone, even alcohol been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. You know, that whole idea of just letting go.
0: Right.
1: Be be done for you. Yeah.
0: And I like that idea of of stepping back. And I use that a lot with, and I remember we were, we read something in, the Zhuangzi when we were reading that I can't remember what section it was but it was we were reading about like stepping back and like almost circling a problem and I definitely use that idea like when I'm agitated or upset or emotional about things to step back and um like it was, there was like the center and then we were like circling the center. I can't remember what part it was, but we weren't taking sides and just like looking at it from all sides. Mm. And it's such a useful skill in my recovery and just in life to be able to step back and, and, Look at a situation that I'm emotionally attached to from a detached viewpoint, and I use that all the time,
1: you know it kind of reminds me of a a carousel. We move closer to the carousel by and I'm thinking of the one when I was a kid that's got the music and the horses everywhere, yeah. all of that, and I think what the program does. Is with every fear that we surrender and we make our amends and start living this way of life, that's blocking anything that's between us and the carousel. And that when we start letting go and letting God or or listening to that intuitive voice, we're stepping on to the carousel. It doesn't matter where you step on. Just as long as you step on. (laughs) You You can find your way and it really doesn't matter. Oh, I didn't get on there. Okay. I'll just, I'll get on here. You know, I don't have to worry about how fast the carousel goes. I don't have to get out and, and I, I certainly don't get out and try to stop it, push against it. You know, that's right. the kind of thing we're talking about, you know, yeah. I, th- I think the quotes you're looking for, Kate, may be that the man of Dow stands on whatever's moving. That's one that comes to mind for me. Hmm. And there were there were a lot of different quotes that just talked about our job in life is so much easier than what I used to think it was. You know, I was a people, I'm a people pleaser too, like you're talking about. It doesn't matter how I feel, what matters is how I look to them. Right. You know, it's irrelevant what I feel. And then I realized. Did you ever, I still find myself not wanting to be in the moment for no reason whatsoever. Everything can be great. And I'm not, if I'm, I'm not in pain, maybe around people who love me. I mean, all the things, but yet I don't want to be in that headspace of this moment and i I wonder if that will ever leave. I, I don't know, or maybe I just need to accept I'm that way, and I'm going to be that way the rest of my life. I don't know, but, uh, that really is and, and we take ourselves out of the moment so many ways you know that's what our fears did. They took us into yesterday or tomorrow. I mean i can I can take anything and go to excess to get out of the moment and go on some imaginary trip. Or get on my motorcycle and ride the curves, one little set of curves, faster, 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 faster. It's the same thing, you know? Yeah.
0: No, I get, I agree with that. I can be sitting out perfectly relaxed. Everything is going great. And I'm like, oh, I can't be sitting here. I better put on some loud music or I better listen to an audiobook that's a thriller that'll totally take me out of here. I better go to the gym. Like, I can't just sit and do and be. I can't just sit and be. It's very difficult.
1: I heard a, I was listening to James Bean's Spiritual Awakening Radio a while back, and one of my favorite podcasts. And he used a quote from the Old Testament, be still and know that I am God. And he took a sentence off the end every time. So he started with be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Be still, then be. (laughs) You know, and and it was so powerful. I'd never heard that before. No. But that's what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Difficult.
1: You know, and the Tao is just, um, I think of it as, we're looking at a work of art from just a different view. We're looking at the same art, but it, we're just looking at it, a different view, different time of the day, different shading, like some uh, uh, sculpture of some type. And at different times of the day, it's going to look different and from different views. And that that's what the Tao does for me. It's it really opened the door to me coming at life from a place of not thinking I have it figured out, of not knowing, you know?
0: Right. And that's a, it's a different way to look at it than I've ever looked at life before. But it's a, I mean, it's a much calmer way to look at it for me. I don't know if calm is the right word. Uh, Relief.
1: Calm, peace. Right. All those things, you know, yeah. Hmm. yeah. How has your views, if you can look back when you came into recovery to now, what do you see the most dramatic change in how you view, view the higher power? Is there anything particular that you say, man, this has really changed and it made all the difference in the world? Do you have anything like that that you can think of? I know I'm springing this on you, but um
0: I think really at first I didn't think I needed the higher power. I thought I needed other people to like hang out with me when I felt like desperation to use. And I think I felt like I needed maybe to I think I felt like I needed to go to meetings and I needed other people. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I really, I thought I could skip the higher power part. And now that I have a connection to a higher power, I feel such a sense of how important that is to me that, you know, I, i I don't know, I don't even know what I think about it. I feel like it's you know it's important.
1: does it keep changing for you? It does me
0: yeah it's it's like my it's like i i'm i don't know, I don't really understand it, but I think that's okay.
1: It's impossible to understand, Kate. we're not gonna ever be under be able to understand it. I don't think.
0: Right, I think it's too big. Yes. But that's okay. I think I think the first the first uh part of the the first little paragraph of the Tao Beijing says we won't understand it, right?
1: Yeah, let's look at that real quick.
0: Doesn't it say it's too big to understand or something?
1: <laughs> it parallels a lot of uh The Gospel of John. Which which translation do you like?
0: I usually read... uh, What's his name? The one we were just talking about? Stephen Mitchell. Mitchell.
1: Mitchell. Okay, I'll, I'll read it for you. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The unnameable is the eternally real. Naming is the origin of all particular things. Free from desire, you realize the mystery. Called in desire, you see only the manifestations. Yet mystery and manifestations arise from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. It's interesting how they use darkness in a positive way there.
0: Right, because often we think of darkness as kind of negative. Right. But this darkness is good darkness.
1: You think it may be because you really have to let go when you're in the dark? You can't find, you can't depend on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I've never thought about that before, but that would make sense. And that's the gate to understanding is to is to be okay when we don't know. Right. Darkness would be, you know.
0: Which is hot. I mean, it's, it's still a battle for me to be okay not knowing, but, <laughs> but it's also soothing for something to say it's okay not to know.
1: And, you know, when, when we narrow life down. To living in this moment. Then there's so much less. For me to fight. Right. and So much less to. To think I need to know.
0: And there's no way. For us to know everything. Uh, uh, That would be impossible.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like laughable. So. But yet we spend
1: so much of our life. With that as the goal. Right. Any other quotes? You have any others you'd like to, or verses? I that love,
0: like? I love the number fourteen with the mud settling. Yeah, that's just the. I think that one's beautiful.
1: <clears throat> you want to read it, or you want me to?
0: Uh, I don't have it up,
1: so why don't you read it? Looking, it can't be seen. Listen, and it can't be heard. Reach, and it can't be grasped. Above it isn't bright, below it isn't dark, seamless, unnameable. It returns to the realm of nothing, form that includes all form. image without an image, subtle beyond all conception. Approach it and there is no beginning, follow it and there is no end. You can't know it, but you can be it at ease in your own life just realize where you come from this is the essence of wisdom we come from nothing right right it's the emptiness
0: it is the emptiness and I love that emptiness because I don't know it just is something that I don't I just need to let that. Be something that
1: is, I don't know. You know that it's amazing that we can feel peace when we stop trying to figure things out. Looks like it would be the opposite. I'd feel peace whenever I had it figured out. Right. But that's that's what the Tao tells us: is that listen, you you need to let go and surrender. And the way I do it is the same as I did with my alcoholism. I'm I use it almost every day. I was doing something yesterday. I don't even oh, I was doing some work, and I know what I'm doing. But when I started, I said, you know, I'm powerless over this. My heart's open. I'm I'm willing to hear and listen. You know, and that's what you're talking about.
0: Right. I always want to fix everything. You know, like, I tend to want to fix things right away, but I'm getting better at waiting and letting things just come naturally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You said the one about the mud. Oh, here it is. That's uh, 15. Oh, With the mud settling.
0: Yeah, I like that one.
1: The ancient masters were profound and subtle. Their wisdom was unfathomable. unfathomable. There's no way to describe it. All we can describe is their appearance. That's what we're doing, is describing the appearance of, of this consciousness. Not, you know, we can't tell you what it is, but we can tell you what it might look like, you know. They were careful as someone crossing an ice over stream alert as a warrior in enemy territory, courteous as a guest, fluid as melting ice, shapeable as a block of wood, receptive as a valley, clear as a glass of water. Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water's clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment, not seeking, not expecting, she is present and can welcome all things. Yeah. Being she's not seeking anything and not expecting anything, she can be present. That's the that's the whole problem, is that we're always thinking of the future when we're in the moment or when this moment's going by. And being, she's present. She's can welcome everything. Her heart's open, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think the mindset, like, am I okay with calmly and patiently, like letting things happen, or am I like chomping on at the bit to for things to move on and not letting them go as they're supposed to be going as they calmly should.
1: What I've learned to do, let's say I have a relative that is, you know, always planning, always doing, you know, it's got to be like this, this, and this. I learned just to let them do it and ask if there's some way I can help. (laughs) I mean, that, that, that just kills it for me. I mean, that, you know, that gets it and it no longer disturbs me after that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Cuz it's that 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 says it's like the end of that says that the right action arises by itself, I think it said
1: Yes. Not yeah.
0: by me. It's not by me. It's by itself. Yes. Like so that's just something I have to come to terms with that it's not me that's controlling things. But that's also a relief. Yeah. To not have me controlling everything.
1: I don't even have to try to control. It's not as if I do all I can, then God helps me with the part I can't do. It's that my job totally changed and my effort is not in the figuring things out. My effort is in surrendering and helping others. And then the right answers come. When Uh, because if i'm full of me there's not room right that
0: goes back to the emptiness we were just talking about in the previous one yeah we need to have that emptiness for things to come about as they are supposed to be coming about
1: you know looking back as much as i try to control things it's like it happened the way it was going to happen in spite of me. I mean, it wasn't that I caused it to do correctly, whatever the situation was. It was more or less that I was in the way. Right. Kate, do you have another one for us?
0: I think it's number 10.
1: Can you coax your mind from its wandering and keep to the original oneness? Can you let your body become supple as a newborn child? Can you cleanse your inner vision until you see nothing but the light? Can you love people and lead them without imposing your will? Can you deal with the most vital matters by letting events take their course? Can you step back from your own mind and thus understand all things? Giving birth and nourishing, having without possessing, acting with no expectations, leading and not trying to control, This is the supreme virtue. Hmm. Man, that one, that's got everything packed in it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it really does. I like the idea. I mean, I like a lot of ideas in that one, but I like, you know, clearing your mind. I like the not having expectations. And I like taking your own will out of it. And the leading without trying to control.
1: Oh, and it's got step back, too. You're oh, step and
0: it's got step back. See, that's also really important. That one's just got all kinds of important concepts for me.
1: Yeah. You, If you just took that one verse and sat with that over and over and over again, for me, that verse seems to have everything that I would... All the instruction I would ever need is with. Yeah. And what people don't understand a lot of times. It's not these words that are important. It's what these words are pointing to. Right. Finger pointing at the moon. We can get hung up on the finger (laughs) instead of the moon. Right. And this one is pointing us in the direction of surrender. The fact that we're one and we're one, can we return to that place of oneness? There's so much stuff there.
0: I mean, I tried. I was gonna read through the entire Dao Zhe Jing before I came to do this interview, and then like it was too much. But there was so much in each one. I was like, I am going to write down what is important from each verse, and then I wrote every verse there was something important and I was like oh I can't talk about every single verse Why it's important to study the whole thing
1: well and the thing is those principles and concepts they come over and over from just a little different view
0: yes they do repeat yeah but they're yeah it's it's a good piece of literature or whatever one would call it
1: if Okay, how how does your service look today? Do you do you attend meetings now? I'm just curious. Uh do you attend meetings? Do you sponsor? What all what all have you found in recovery itself that really helped you?
0: So, I do attend meetings. I am not sponsoring right now, but I'm just getting to the um 12th step where I'll start sponsoring again. Good. Um, I I do like sponsoring. I've sponsored before and I enjoy it. Um, I am I am running uh, I am involved with a uh, aftercare group where I'm helping facilitate it. Um, I don't know.
1: And you do your dailies in the morning. And you do yeah. some that
0: do my readings I do meditation
1: you go to any online meetings right now
0: right now no only if I'm sick or something then I then I do go to meetings online because I don't like missing meetings
1: yeah how how many do you go to a week face to face I'm just curious
0: I go to four or five meetings okay.
1: a week yeah, the sponsorship has been important for me. And I've gone back to more face-to-face meetings now myself and rarely do anything online as far as meetings go now. But oh, and also, guys, if you need an online meeting, I've got it on the website, but it's zoomaameetings.com will take you directly to the 9 p.m. Eastern uh, Fourth Dimensioners meeting that is every night of the year at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you need a meeting, check it out. That Zoom, meetings.com. I saw a lot of people, though, start going back to face-to-face. But there are people in that meeting that have never been to a face-to-face meeting. that got sober in that group. Nice. And are still, are still sober. They, they have 40 to 60 people, I think, a night. Wow. Yeah. I'm just grateful that uh, that came about. Yeah, I was just I was just curious to what your uh, what your recovery right now looked looked like. So
0: yeah, I have a great sponsor. She's really we really melt meld well together.
1: I had to approach that the same way I approached my alcoholism. When somebody asked me how do I find a sponsor, I said you don't. They have to find you, and the way they find you is by you approaching that task from a place of powerlessness you do Mm -hmm. not have the ability to find your sponsor and once you do you're talking about a flow and i think the same way i think we attract these things to us you know when we're powerless and stop fighting that just opens the door to where you know life can uh we can experience life instead of um thinking we can be a human being instead of a human doing yeah yeah hmm, that's good thank you anything else you want to share Kate before we close
0: I don't think so I think um the Tao meetings and the studying the Tao Te Ching and the Zhuangzi have been very helpful for me and working with you on your book
1: and I, I just want to say I really appreciate you, and you've been a ton of help to me. Well, it's just like everything else. I am not a writer. My writing is atrocious. Uh, and you were placed in my life to help me with that.
0: I would That's say it. your writing is very eloquent.
1: Well, my the ideas, I think, are good, but all of the grammar is the part that I, I do very poorly with and more than once you said hey have you thought about saying it this way or you know and it just shined light on all kinds of things and I want to thank you for that so uh, you've been very helpful and continue to be but just the right people are put in our lives when when we're ready you know it happens all the time with all kinds of things things that don't seem that important but they work out a particular way for you know and I'm like why? I don't understand why this is important to happen this way. I have a desire. And then later that day, somebody says, oh, have you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, How did that happen? But it happens often. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, if we have any newcomers listening. What okay? Let's frame it this way. If you could go back and have a conversation with your old self, that when they were starting in recovery, what would you what would you tell yourself? What would you suggest?
0: Like regarding a higher power, or just in general, general about recovery. You
1: know what what. What was the stresses that you felt that were no need to feel? I guess is the, you know, uh, is there anything you could or just speak to the newcomer? You know, somebody's new and they're hearing this and, you know, what would you suggest they do?
0: I I guess I would suggest that they Mm -hmm. just keep just keep going. Even if things are difficult, even if they have relapses even if they um feel like things are too hard like just keep trying and keep going at it because things will work out um if cuz the programs really do work if you um if you keep trying at it and The the higher power, uh, even though people always say like the higher power thing will work out if you, the longer you stay in recovery and you think like, wow, that's really a dumb thing to say. It won't work out for me. That's what I was always thinking. Like, you know, it, it can work out. It just can be your own higher power, not other people's higher powers.
1: It's not your mama's, it's not right. Not anyone else's, it's yours and yours alone. Right. Everyone's a little different. You know, okay. Everybody has their own.
0: Right. And you can study all kinds of different higher powers. And even if you find the way to study your higher powers through an online group like I did, like because you're in rural Iowa where nobody has ever heard of the Tao Te aging. That's okay. You can find it on an online group.
1: Keep coming back,
0: right? Right. Keep trying. Don't give up.
1: Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you. Good suggestion. Well, Kate, thank you so much for uh, being with me today. I look forward to seeing you in a meeting soon. Thank you. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.